Welcome to the Inspirations News Podcast, sponsored by Quebec's only newspaper devoted exclusively to the news of the special needs community. Tune in regularly to hear uplifting success stories, learn about resources, and gain timely advice in the area of special needs, featuring experts in various fields. Here's your host, host Mark Bergman. And this episode of the Inspirations News Podcast is powered by Marathon Souflaki, recognizing the importance of inclusion, diversity, and acceptance. The Summit Center for Education, Research, and Training is holding their very first annual conference on neurodevelopment conditions on November 1st, with the aim of bringing together leading scholars to communicate their knowledge on issues concerning individuals with NDCs. And joining me now is Ed Kukia. He's the clinical director of the conference. Thanks for being here. Thank you very much. Tell me why the need for a conference such as CERT in Montreal right now. Well, about three years ago, I got together with uh, a professor at McGill, Armando Bertoni, and we decided that we wanted to do something unique. We wanted to get together and, uh, and marry uh, the science of psychology and the practice of teaching in order to uh, develop best practices to help children with uh, neurodevelopmental conditions. We set out a five-year plan. We're in our third year, and part of our third-year plan was to put together a conference on neurodevelopmental conditions. So you're right on point. We're right on point. Excellent. And the conference is for uh, parents, professionals, teachers? Yeah, all, uh, all three. And for researchers as well, for graduate and postgraduate uh, students in psychology and education. Okay, this year's conference will feature two main speakers. Tell me a little bit about the speakers and some of, uh, some of the ideas they'll be talking about. Our first speaker, our, our first keynote speaker, is Dr. Bryna Siegel. And she's the director of the Autism Center uh, in Northern California. She has probably about 50 to 55 years of experience in working with children diagnosed with autism and intellectual disabilities. And she recently opened up a center in Northern California to support parents and help parents cope with the challenges of having children and children who grow to adolescence and adulthood. So Bryna is coming to us from California. The second keynote speaker is Michael Waymayer. He's from uh, the University of Kansas and he's worked in many different uh, school districts uh, working on curriculum development for children diagnosed with various diff- various uh, learning disabilities as well as uh, neurological problems. Okay, there's some smaller breakout sessions as well, and we're going to get to those uh, coming up in a couple of minutes, such as uh, sessions on sleep disorder, uh, sexuality, and more. But I want to talk about uh, independence and autonomy, right? That's going to be sort of a big theme coming up over, over this conference. Yeah. Uh, tell me how, how special people with special needs... Uh, can develop autonomy uh, and independence over time? Well, this is something that we do at Summit School from, uh, from the start when a student is first accepted. And we try to help them develop their independence through activities in the classroom. This develops further when we uh, have greater expectations of what these students should be able to do. And this involves communication, social integration, self-regulation, communication through uh, either verbally or through um, sometimes we use computer-assisted technology. We found that when students are better able to communicate and socially integrate, 
then the behavior difficulties that they first presented are not as, as great and challenging, both to the teacher and as well to the parents. Now, what, what's the importance of uh, being able to be more, more autonomous and self-reliant? Well, it has to do with uh, social integration. Eventually, what we'd want to do is for our students to be as socially adapted as, as possible when they, when they leave summit school. This is usually between the ages of 18 and 21. Once they integrate into society, they need to know about how to speak to another person, how to, uh, how to, how to listen, how to respond to questions for those that can, how to take transportation, how to get around the city. And they also learn how to, how to do jobs. And so job stages are also a very important part of autonomy and uh, self-reliance and independence for our students. Now, you've been at Summit School for 12 years now? That's right. Can you give me uh, maybe some of your favorite examples of some students that came into Summit School who you've watched grow, flourish? And I'll give you two examples. Uh, a student who came in when he was five years old uh, and one that came in later as a teenager. The five-year-old ha had a lot of difficulty expressing himself and he would usually go into a rage whenever somebody asked him to do something or even when somebody approached him. And over time, what, I, what, I, what I've seen is that with the support of the integrated model that we have, uh, and that includes psychologists, social workers, occupational therapists, behavior technicians, physiotherapists, everybody working their part in order to help the student realize their potential. So over time, and now the student is 12 years old, he's able to interact, he's able to ask questions, he's able to follow through with directives from, uh, from the teacher or any staff. He's actually reduced the medication that he was on when he, fir when he first came to us. The second student who came to us at 16 years of age had, uh, had his schooling in multiple settings. And uh, even though he was 16 years old, uh, we were able to manage some of his rages. And again, the rages came from an inability to communicate his feelings and also a feeling on his part that others were not listening or understanding uh, what his needs were. When should parents consider sending their child to Summit? Well, the, the, typical, the typical way that uh, we, we receive students is the, uh, the public school system having tried whatever they could, is, is saying that we just don't have the resources to meet the needs of the student. Now, following that, there's usually an assessment process where the student is tested by the school psychologist, at which point um, the school and school board apply to Summit School. I think when parents are, are seeing that their student is not progressing, that many things have been tried and yet the student is unhappy. The teachers are saying that we can't reach your student. Uh, your student is either acting out or withdrawing. And uh, you have a diagnosis uh, of, a, of, a, of a serious disability. I think that's the point that you should be applying to Summit. Now, you can apply to Summit through the school board, through your pediatrician, and, you can all, uh, and, and a family can apply uh, on their own as well.
but mostly our applications come from school boards who have attempted all kinds of interventions and yet the student is not making progress. On this podcast, we talk a lot about uh, inclusiveness and inclusive society. How can we be better as a group, as a community, being more inclusive in our society and in our communities? Mm. Yeah, uh, I must say that over the 40 years or so that I've been um, in education, I haven't seen that much of a change in our society becoming more inclusive. And now I speak about situations such as going to a restaurant or going to a bank or with law enforcement, people on the street. Uh, I still see, for the most part, uh, children with neurological and uh, neurodevelopmental difficulties staying at home a lot, playing on their uh, electronic gadgets, um, difficulties on the other side, difficulties uh, that people in general have with understanding and accepting and not knowing how to, how to speak or approach or receive uh, these individuals. What I would say is education is needed and training is needed uh, for law enforcement, for uh, financial institutions, for restaurants, and also in the, uh, in the medical field. I, I found in my own personal experience that uh, nurses and orderlies, even doctors, uh, aren't familiar with the needs of, of individuals with uh, neuro neurodevelopmental conditions. They don't know how to treat them, how to approach them, how to respond to them. And I think training is the, is the only way these individuals will be able to better meet the needs of, uh, of, of these children. The CERT conference is taking place November 1st, uh, two main speakers and six breakout sessions. That's right. Let's just cover uh, a couple of them, including uh, sleep disorder. Sleep disorder is probably about 80 to 85% more common, sleeping difficulties, uh, more common in children uh, diagnosed, children and adolescents diagnosed with uh, neurodevelopmental conditions. And that includes children diagnosed with uh, autism, uh, intellectual disabilities, hyperactivity. This might be due to a medical problem, could be due to uh, some of the medications they're taking, could be due to poor sleep habits, how you prepare uh, your child to, to, go, to go to bed. Our speaker, uh, Roger Gadbu, will, will speak about uh, sleep difficulties, give some ideas, interventions for parents uh, and for um, what are called educators who actually work with the families at home. Uh, we'll try to give them, uh, give them some ideas as how to help uh, the child and adolescent get a better, uh, better sleep. Sexuality is another breakout uh, session that's on tap for November 1st, right? Yeah. Sexuality is, um, I guess it's, it's a problem that very few want to, uh, to touch. <laughs> and one thing to remember is all children, whether uh, they're neurotypical uh, developing children or with disabilities, they all develop sexually about the same way. Okay, perhaps at different times, but about the same way. And they have the same urges, they have the same needs for, for romance, uh, for dating. And they see all this, anyway, on, on Facebook and, uh, and Instagram and so forth. 
But neurologically, there, uh, there's no difference in terms of their desire to develop sexually. However, uh, many parents and educators feel awkward and unsure how to help these children, uh, how to talk to them about uh, sexuality and sex and relationships. So our speaker, uh, Isabel Eno, will be talking about just that, how to speak to your adolescent about sexuality, about relationships, about dating. And uh, she'll also offer some, uh, some treatment advice for, uh, for parents and for, uh, for educators. Uh, of course, uh, a lot of the time it's all about the person, but sometimes what people don't realize is it's all about the families as well. Uh, the lives of the families are, are touched with a person with special needs, and you'll be covering part of that as one of the breakout sessions as well, right? That's right. That's right. Uh, both Dr. Siegel and Dr. Waymayer will be talking about uh, parental stress uh, in their breakout sessions. And for sure, uh, it's very difficult raising any child, but children with, with disabilities, with severe neurological uh, disabilities, have a much more difficult time. This has to do with the demands and the challenges uh, of bringing up a child. With, uh, with neurological disorders. Now, what we found in research in particular is that those families that have the support of, uh, of educators, of social workers, fare much better in the home, and so do their children. And so what we provide at Summit School is an integrated approach with psychologists, social workers, and occupational therapists and physiotherapists whereby they many times write programs for parents and how to help parents cope with, uh, with their children. Uh, sometimes uh, some of our professionals will even go to their homes. Uh, social workers in particular uh, will refer parents to outside uh, services such as CLSCs in order to get educators to come into the home and help them with, uh, with their children. Unfortunately, sometimes it's a, it's a one, one year to two year or more wait for, uh, for these services. But what we found is those parents that get the support have a reduced level of stress in, in their home. I'm going to throw it to you before we end. Anything uh, you'd like listeners to know about uh, that we didn't cover during the uh, during the podcast about the conference? It's coming up on November 1st. By the way, we will be giving out the website uh, and ways to purchase tickets and attend on November 1st. We're going to have a pre-conference event that will be held on the 31st of October. And that will be between 5 and 8, in which we'll be screening the film Being Rachel. It's an award-winning uh, documentary about youth with uh, neurodevelopmental conditions who put on their own play. Mm. And so we can see how youth that we would typically not think that they would have these talents and skills, you know, uh, surprise us. They're singing, they're dancing, uh, they're problem solving, they're working things out to see how they can put on this play. So that's on uh, October 31st. On November 1st is the, uh, is the conference event. And it's a day-long event. Both are being held at the new residence hall, which is 3625 uh, Park Avenue. And you can register for both the pre-conference, October 31st and November 1st, or just the November 1st conference. Uh, you can register by calling Andrea at 
744-2867, local 276, or you can go online and register at CERT, S-C-E-R-T, at summit-school.com. All of our presenters have many years of experience, have done a lot of research in the particular fields of expertise. We hope that the, the conference uh, will be as interactive uh, as possible and people will uh, take home some ideas and uh, apply them either in their work environment or at home. And our thanks to Marathon Souflaki for powering this podcast. Ed Kukier, Clinical Director of the CERT Conference, thanks for joining us. Thank you very much, Mark. You've been listening to the Inspirations News Podcast with Mark Bergman. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast and the English Montreal School Board Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.